Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast and greetings from an extended stay hotel in San Diego, California. (laughs) So if my voice sounds more echoey than usual, it's because I am in the living room area of this extended stay hotel room and not in my significantly smaller walk-in closet in Somerville, South Carolina. (laughs) The audio situation is not ideal, but we're pushing through it anyways. Things aren't always perfect, right? So after a week-long road trip, I made it. (laughs) My loving parents drove the moving truck. I drove my Jeep and we made it across the country. And I am very grateful to be home in California. And today, what I want to talk about and get curious about with you is how the mood that we're in can affect the way we see things. And there's actually a name for this psychological phenomenon. It's called affective realism. So this is when we confuse our own affect, our own inner feelings with how things are in the outside world. And we do this all the time, guys. So last night was the super blue moon, which is a very rare occurrence that evidently will not happen again until 2037. So it's kind of a big deal. I know not everybody here is woo-woo, but I'm pretty into moon rituals. So basically... The super blue moon, this is when there are two full moons in the same month, and it is basically the largest and the closest the moon will be to Earth, and it is very powerful. Um, So I actually drove over to an area called Sunset Cliffs in a part of town called Ocean Beach just to, you know, optimize the viewing experience of this amazing, awe-inspiring full moon. So again, by definition, a supermoon is a larger than average full moon. It takes place about every three to four months. It's about three to four times every year. And it's when the moon reaches the closest point in its orbit to Earth, which is what makes it look about 10 to 30% bigger and brighter to the human eye. So in terms of spiritual meaning... This is a very rare lunar event, and typically it represents enlightenment and fortitude, and it allows us to see things more clearly and understand our emotions on a deeper level. Our intuition is typically heightened during this time. It kind of helps us to trust ourselves, our own natural instinct, to make decisions that aren't necessarily driven by logic. So this one took place in Pisces. We're going to get a little astrological for just a second. Stay with me, (laughs) y'all. This one took place in Pisces. The super blue moon, again, it's kind of illuminating an area of your life where you want to embrace the bigger picture. This is not a time for logic. This is not a time for organization or even necessarily accuracy. There's just more to this experience when you're willing to kind of color outside the lines. 
So things might not be super clear to you during this time. It's a little gauzy. It's a little vague. But the inspiration is absolutely there. Think about what you could accomplish if there were no rigid guidelines, guardrails, rule books to follow. Again, your vision doesn't have to necessarily make sense. This isn't about accuracy. This isn't about how realistic things are. It doesn't have to make sense to others. It doesn't even have to make sense to you, okay? During this full moon, these obstacles and limitations are going to feel indistinct. They're going to feel uncertain, but it's going to allow you to tap into those things that you've been wanting the bigger things in life. So now is a time to worry less about making sense of things and more about accepting the lack of control. (laughs) We are going with the flow, okay? And even though today is Thursday, August 31st, and the full moon was technically last night, the 30th, it's still very powerful today. So if you're listening to this episode today, Thursday, August 31st, you have not missed your opportunity to soak in its majesty and power. So today or tonight, just take like five minutes or something and just go stand outside facing the moon, soak in its power, breathe deeply, allow yourself to let go, your mind to slow down, Unclench your jaw, let your shoulders fall away from your ears, release anywhere that you feel tension in your body, and allow yourself to just be, just be present. I think that when we stop trying, stop striving, stop actively looking for the answers, the insights that we're seeking will naturally come to us. When you're in that more open state, you're going to receive more signs from the universe and be more open to accepting things exactly as they are without wishing that they were different. I listened to a guided meditation this morning. It's called the Mood Tunnel. So I listened to the Calm app. They have like three different guided meditations every single day. So one of the people who hosts it is Jay Shetty. He has the Daily J, which is a seven-minute guided meditation. And then Jeff Warren does about a 10-minute uh, guided meditation. So today I was intrigued by the name of his meditation. So I checked it out. I did that one. And it was called The Mood Tunnel. So... What he really talked about is how it's hard for us to see things totally neutrally, going back to that affective realism. We tend to impose whatever we're feeling onto completely innocuous things. (laughs) It's kind of like that saying, we don't see the world as it is, we see it as we are. But just the awareness that we're seeing it through that tinted lens of our own experience actually pulls us out of that tunnel. And he said something that really hit during the meditation, which I really wanted to share with you guys. Because I was like, wow, that is so true. Why is this the figure of speech with we had when it's like 
completely opposite to what's real. So he says, we're not in a mood. A mood is in us. Isn't that like interesting that the figure of speech is that we're the ones in the mood when really it's the opposite? The mood is the impermanent, fleeting thing. We are the constant. The mood is in us. He he also poses a question during the meditation. He asks the listener if they can sense kind of a general mood that they're in at that moment. And when I tried to do that, I realized that I really couldn't pick one overarching mood that accurately captures what I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling a lot of different and seemingly contradictory emotions. Like I am very grateful to be home in California. A lot of good things have happened in just four days of being back here. I got to go to a really good friend's uh, surprise birthday dinner the second night I was here. And when I was there, I got to see a whole bunch of my lacrosse girlfriends, which was so great. Uh, I reconnected with a media industry friend from LA yesterday. I got to spend time with my parents before they flew back to South Carolina. I watched the sunrise over the ocean at La Jolla Cove while, you know, watching all the sea lions kind of hilariously drape themselves on top of each other and yawn and sneeze. (laughs) And last night I watched the super blue moon while standing on these amazing cliffs lining the ocean. And this weekend I'm going to get to see a whole bunch of really good friends in LA. And I feel more connected in just a week of being back in California than I did in six months of being in South Carolina, which makes sense, right? I've built a life here in Southern California over the last 11 years, not including last year. But these are all great things. These are all good emotions that make me feel connected, make me feel purposeful, good things. But then I also feel very anxious and very much in flux. You know, as I said, I am recording this from an extended stay hotel room. (laughs) I have no permanent address right now. I am interviewing for various jobs. And yes, I'm absolutely grateful to be home, but I'm very much unsettled right now. Like, all I want to do is find a boxing gym and hit a bag, but I can't leave my dog alone at this hotel. So <laughs> that's just not an option right now. I have no no normal, no normal routine yet because I can't. I've only been here four days and there's just still a lot that has to be worked out. So I'm holding the tension of all these very different emotions and doing my best to just accept that they all have to coexist for now. (laughs) It actually reminds me of something that Brene Brown has talked about. She talks about holding the tension of opposites, straddling the tension of contradictory feelings. So here's a quote that I think pretty well sums it up of hers. She says, The mark of a wild heart is living out the paradox of love in our lives. It's the ability to be tough and tender, excited and scared, brave and afraid, all in the same moment. It's showing up in our vulnerability and our courage, being both fierce and kind. End quote. (laughs) And I think that the recognition of this will help us stop putting so much pressure on ourselves, right? think that we're all holding a lot of different emotions at the same time. 
it's very rare that we're like, oh, this is the one thing I feel right now. That might be, you might feel good about work and not so good about your personal life. You might have just, you know, gotten a promotion, but lost out on a house you put a bid on. You might've just broken up with a girlfriend or boyfriend, uh, but you booked an amazing international trip that you've been wanting to take forever. You know, we cannot typically sum up how we're feeling that clearly or concisely. I've said this before, we're messy, we're human. It's supposed to be that way. (laughs) This is what the experience of life is. So it's about accepting all the different emotions while recognizing that they are all impermanent. If something goes wrong, it'll change. If something goes right, it'll change. (laughs) So while you navigate your life, just notice the lens through which you are seeing things. And if you think that that lens might be affecting the way you're seeing things, if you might be assigning meaning to things that are truly neutral, it's the noticing that's the key. And it's the understanding that we are not in a mood. The mood is in us and it will always change. So we'll allow all of the emotions we feel to be here at the same time, coexisting, fighting for, you know, all living rent-free in our head. (laughs) And we'll just recognize that this is part of being human and have compassion for ourselves. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay curious.